Exit 52 podcast instant analysis presented by Jimmy Seafood after a 20 to 19 win for the Los Angeles Rams against the Baltimore Ravens. After a brief respite from close football games, the Ravens once again lose by one point in what was pretty much a must-win game as they look forward to their playoff scenarios. Still a lot to be worked out on that before the final week of the year, uh, but the Ravens had the lead. And the Rams got it in the final, got the lead back in the final minute. Ravens not able to put any type of miracle together to get it back. Led pretty much throughout, um, but didn't do enough to put the Rams away. And the Rams were a good team, showed why, and brought it all the way back. Um, the Tyler Huntley for MVP talk could probably stop after 20 for 32 at a pick, 197. He was okay, nothing special. And uh, the Rams offense really kind of wasted a, a pretty good performance from the, from the Ravens defense. Didn't put enough points on the board. Uh, Banks, your thoughts? Uh, it's just a microcosm of the entire season. I feel like we do the same type of instant analysis for two months now. We just play these tight games where we probably played better than you can expect us to play, given all the injuries and everything. I'm so tired of talking about injuries, but it's just, that's the story. It's, we're just not ourselves. And um, they played a great game, all things considered, except inside the opponent's 10-yard line. They just couldn't punch it in. Aaron Donald really made himself uh, his presence known in those big moments. Our offensive line was exposed. So it was just kind of a microcosm of all the weaknesses and all the, the you know, fatal flaws of this team came to rear its head in those moments. And they just, um, you know, they just scored one touchdown there at the end, or not the end, at, at the end of any of those drives. Um, we're probably on the right side of it, and, and it's just not the case. We, we knew going into this game that we were going to have to do some things to try to steal this game, and that Chuck Clark pick six is right at the top of the list of things the doctor ordered, and um, it's just a shame that, you know, we, we had some of those elements to, to get this type of win and just weren't able to finish the job on a few of those awesome – they were awesome drives. They were long, sustainable drives exactly what we needed and we just didn't finish I mean Taylor you and I talked about it a little bit before but um you know it was just like it was just a very weird game it started off awesome for the Ravens I mean they couldn't have started it any better with uh with Chuck Clark reading reading Stafford like a book um and it kind I kind of just went back to that Packers game being like oh my god this is they're gonna stay in it like and and thanks like you said you, we could have done the exact same podcast for the last what five or six weeks and just edit out the the opponent's name and be like, mm-hmm. wow, like, you know, they shouldn't have been in it at all. They, but blank quarterback gave them a chance and blank player, you know, played well. Um, yeah, I get it. It's, I think we said it a couple of weeks ago, but much like the fan base, it just, it seems like the team is kind of just running out of gas. Um, obviously, I mean, with, with, we talked about it too, with how bad I thought Stafford played terrible um, up until that last drive when he really needed to move the ball. I mean, the two picks, the fumble on the sack, um, the Ravens, I mean, the Ravens kept themselves in it. And, and I, I, if they would have won that game, the two biggest plays being from – who was it? It would have been um, Jimmy Smith with the, with the play on that third down to, to clip Sony Michelle in the backfield. Mm-hmm. And Tony Jefferson making that stop too. It's like what you – know, you know, Robin Williams, what year is this gift? Um, I, I, again, it just looks like that they're kind of running out of gas and they just, they, they just didn't have enough in the tank. And, again, I don't think anyone blames them when you see the amount of people – that they're still missing. You get Bozeman. I still don't think anyone knows what's going on with Bozeman. I think they said he was sick, but it obviously wasn't COVID because he was out on the sideline sitting in a chair behind the offensive line. So 
I, I don't know. Very, very, really strange. Um, again, it's, I'm not surprised they lost um, just because again, it's, you know, they're, they're heavily overmatched, but again, they played a hell of a game. I didn't think this was Hunley's best game. Like, like Taylor had said, but I mean, going against that defense, it's, it's, you know, you can't really blame anyone, especially when Aaron Donald's basically up in your face mask, you know, to 0.2 seconds after the snap. I think the, the, what changed the game in the, in, at least in the first half, um, where I think the Ravens could have been a little bit more in control than they were at halftime, as crazy as it is to say. Like, I think any Ravens fan would have taken the lead and a 13-7 lead um, if you'd given that to them going into the week. But in terms of the flow of the game and you sort of look at the drives, and you talked about the long, sustained drive, the most notable one is they went, you know, six, 15, 16 plays for nine minutes, 91 yards, didn't get a touchdown. So if you look at the sequence of events there, the Ravens get the pick six, Stafford throws just an atrocious second pick, just in a, you know, quadruple coverage. The Ravens then drive all the way down the field, get inside the 10, can't, can't get a touchdown. So, okay, you're up 10 nothing. Great. They then force a Rams punt, and this is the biggest – this was the biggest um, mistake of the game for Huntley. He even throws the pick. If, even if you get off the field there – not to get off the field. Even if you punt there and you make the Rams try to drive it down, they essentially gave the Rams seven when they really could have either been up 14 nothing, or, you know, obviously gotten a drive and maybe been up 13 nothing or whatever. They come back and end up getting the field goal. But they kind of gave the Rams a touchdown. Um, near the you know near the end of the second quarter, and then had a nice drive to get the field goal. To me, that is like the biggest sequence of the game because you really could have put you really not you were never going to put the Rams away, but the Ravens needed to capitalize on every opportunity they were given, and they finally were able to get some takeaways to get some opportunities given to them to give one back to give the Rams seven. Sort of nullified the pick six um, to a certain extent. So that to me that. It was almost frustrating going – I know that sounds weird. It was just frustrating going in at 13-7 because it didn't feel like the Rams should have seven, the way the Ravens really played the first half. Um, and they, they couldn't do anything with the, you know, with the second pick. So um, that's tough. That's tough. Um, and you thought the 91-yard drive, it felt like it was easy. It just felt like they were just going to score. The play call on fourth down, to the, the, you know, the whatever 15-yard run to Huntley was perfect. And you're like, oh, they're going to punch us in 14 nothing, And then you can kind of really play with the lead. A lot different at 13-7 at the half. Um, and then, yeah, just, just – as you had 14 plays, 52 yards, 623, end with a field goal. Um, 12 plays, 59 yards, 739 end with a field goal. Any of those end with touchdowns, you win. Any of those yeah. three times end with touchdowns, you win. It comes down to they, they just had numerous opportunities to they, – they controlled the game, but they didn't seize the game. Is that, does that make sense? Like no, it was there for I'm them saying. to go out and, and put a real stranglehold on the game. Yep. And, um, yeah, it's just missed opportunities again and again and again, over and over. And um, there was that feeling every time they didn't punch it in, like, oh, that's the one that got away. And then eventually, sure enough, it came down to it. Yep. They punched it in at the end. Um you saw it coming from a mile away as soon as they got the ball there with, what, three and a half minutes left or whatever, four and a half left. Um, I, we even got into the scenario there, and um, it's easy to forget because that play that Jimmy Smith made. But I, I thought that the intentional offsides was a dunk of a decision there. And we saw Hardball do that Steelers game maybe, I think. Um, and it worked out great there, I think, where it gave us – Looks like we lost. Um, but I, 
Talk about an absolute summation of the season right here. Just at, just big time Wi-Fi issues post post just another letdown loss. The world the world no longer wants Banks to talk about this team anymore. They just want to put him out of his misery. Honestly, fairly so. Fairly so. I want to be put out of my misery talking about this at this point. Um, you know what this is like? Doctor- this is like the this is like the uh, the like if his Wi-Fi is FedEx field, this is like the cardio <laughs> just falling down one final time. <laughs> you know what shocked me? Um, this this was a tweet from Jerry Coleman, Banks's buddy. Chuck Clark's pick six. That was the Ravens' first points off turnovers since week two, which was the Chiefs game. Isn't that insane? Insane, but if you think about it, doesn't it does not that surprising? Like they just have not. They haven't gotten the turnovers. Number one, on a takeaways, and you go back through all of these games, and like one takeaway in each of them could have swung any of these one point games. They just have not been able to generate them. Mm. And you know when you're. You know, this team at full strength probably doesn't need, you know, takeaways to, to compete. This team does. The way this team is currently constructed needs them. Yeah, it doesn't, I, that's, that is a crazy stat, but that doesn't surprise me. It does not surprise me. Here you go. This is the perfect, the perfect quote from Huntley. We've got to stop hurting ourselves. We controlled the game the whole day. We've got to stop hurting ourselves. It really did. I mean, I think, I think Banks put it perfectly. Controlled but not seized. I think that yeah. is really a, a, like a very good like four-word summation of how this entire game went Tavon Young at the end of the day we have to close out games again I mean it's that's that's the story of the last six or seven weeks what's the time of possession stat here hold on it had to have been dominated in the first half by the Ravens I would think Ravens 33 33 minutes to 26, 26 yeah I thought it would be a little bit more but um yeah yeah, I mean those guys. I mean those guys know. I mean it's not hard to to recognize. You you see what's you see what's happening. You see what's happening. Um, Ravens ran sixty nine plays, nice to uh, the Rams fifty six. Only threw for one hundred and sixty two yards. Ran the ball pretty well. I thought Devontae Freeman, who has been kind of an unsung hero this entire year, was very good in this game. The juice man. And good for him. But yeah, one touchdown on any of those sustained drives. Kind of the story of the game. Uh, Ravens secondary held up better than last week. That's for sure. Did a decent job. I know Stafford threw for three bills, but I mean, what do you expect at this point? And also, I mean, I'm freaking Burrow threw for about 800 yards against the Chiefs, so maybe it's just there's nothing you can do. And like all all things considered, six catches for 95 yards and a touchdown by Cooper Cup. I mean, that's not a bad know. job. His his over under was 112. Going, I was going to say a lot of a lot of defensive coordinators would be thrilled this year with that. And like I know his one, I know the one he caught, which was like not even a one yard gain up on the left sideline, and then he just took off. That was like a 30 or 40 yard one. Um, the mismatch. I mean, that's just on, good on the Rams for recognizing the mismatch, which with him and uh, Patrick Queen on him for that touchdown. That's like. That's when you gotta score on, and that that's a nightmare for for Patrick Queen when he looks up and sees that. Yeah. By the way, I I I think I've gone after Odell Beckham a couple times on the X Fifty Two podcast. That was a great catch he made on fourth down. But Tavon Young's wrapped all over him, and he has to stretch back to the ball and just snare that thing with his hands. That's why he's who he is. That's a great play. Yeah. I, I I was thinking like that's a play that he drops in Cleveland. Like it just seems like that's a play that. It just it just goes off his hands, and it's like, oh, there's Odell, and he gets clowned, and, and everyone kind of has their day with him. But, yeah, hell of a catch. It was a really nice catch. And, like, nothing Young could have done. Like, did all he could do. Just, like, Stafford put it in a spot, and 
Odell went and got it. Uh, I don't even know, is it even worth going through all the playoff scenarios at this point? Because there's so much that's not settled. The Ravens are right now sitting at 11, but that doesn't mean that they're out of it. There's just a lot of things that are going to happen. 538 has them at 6% right now. I Love was it. trying to click click all the boxes to try to figure out what the map is before we started recording this, and I couldn't quite nail down the specifics of it. It's pretty much like us win, and then everything else, everybody else loses that we just need to lose, like everybody. <laughs> so um, let's see. Let's see. Beat Pittsburgh. That ups us to 9%. Okay. Yeah. We would prefer, and this made me shake my head big time, you would prefer the Steelers to win tomorrow night. Gross. Um, I <laughs> well, think the, the we Browns need are eliminated already. Either team One of the biggest swings is to have the Broncos beat the Chargers this afternoon, which I don't know if that game's on. but That game is on right now. It is uh, 7-0 Los Angeles. Denver stink. There's not a chance they win that game. They're, They're just bad. No They're chance. very bad. So are the Steelers. I mean, what are you – yeah. Okay. The do the Patriots have anything to play for next week? Uh, they have the they still have a chance at the division, so they will they will play. have something to play for against the Dolphins next week. So let's let's give the Patriots that win. Gross. That gets us up to fifty percent. So there's something else here in the math. Um. So you're saying what's going on here? A Patriots win. This is involving a Denver win. Found it. Raiders beat Chargers. No, Chargers beat Raiders because we beat the Chargers. I've got a check mark for the Ravens in the playoffs here. And that and that that involves Denver beating the Chargers tonight. Today, right? Correct. Let me let me just wipe that off. Yeah. Put put a Chargers. Put a Chargers. That that hurts. We we kind of need the we kind of need Vic Fangio here to do a job. So what, Not what you want to say. Run through the scenario if the Chargers win. Uh, let's see. Uh, the current scenario I have that has the Ravens in the playoffs has the Broncos over Chargers, Steelers over the Browns. Okay, that's, that's week 17. Love Patriots it. over the Dolphins next week. The Chargers over the Raiders. Of course, we have to beat the Steelers, and that's it. This okay. is like the the Allen hangover. Browns had like, yeah, numbers for yeah. I know Sarah Ellison said opposite of what the Ravens needed to happen during the one o'clock window happened. Ravens lose, Bengals beat the Chiefs, Raiders beat the Colts. The only thing that went yeah, in the, the Bengals winning that happened. game didn't. Yeah. The, the Bengals thing only mattered as much as us winning our game. So, mm-hmm. you know, the only thing that matters is us winning, um, and if we're being totally honest. Yeah. No, that was our meal ticket, and we uh, we didn't cash in the red zone today. I mean, that's, that's what we're talking about right now. We just – typical 2021 Ravens, just just a little too – I don't know. I'm, I'm out of words with these guys. It's, I ha- it's not that I'm mad. I'm just sad. I haven't seen the, the tweet that's like if if – games were 55 minutes long or 58 minutes long, the Ravens would be, you know, like 12 and two. The thing is, it goes the other way too. We were down a bunch of times with 58 minute games. So it's like, yeah. 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 What can you do? There's probably a perfect spot where the Lions won. Lost two games on two point conversions at the end of the game. (laughs) Are you kidding? God, that Steelers game seems like it was six weeks ago too. Yeah. Yeah. Five lifetimes ago. (laughs) 
horrible. It's horrible. Well, I'm curious to see if we even bother putting Lamar out there to practice this week and potentially play on Sunday. That was that was. I know that was a question. People, yeah, people were asking that question for this week, even. Which I mean, if he could have gone this week, he should have gone this week. But he clearly with those videos we saw him at practice. No, just not worth it. We're we're gonna get the we're gonna get the hockey player update after the season. You know, like the second the cap season over, it's like, oh, by the way, Ovi had a broken foot. Like I think, because again, I mean, it's because this is going on what week four of the of the sprained ankle, week three. Sounds about right. Week four, I think this was the yeah. Which depends if you count the Browns game or not. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's a long majority of it. That's a long time. And again, when because when they they said it's not a high ankle sprain, I think everyone thought what two weeks max. It's you know. It's an ankle sprain yeah. at the end of the day. And obviously, I mean, there's obviously something going on there that, that no one really knows about. Um, I know they said a bone bruise too, you know, at one point. So I don't, who knows if it's chipped or something like that. Yeah, but I, I'm sure that's going to be a topic of, the, of discussion this week is what do you do with, with, with Lamar for this next week? Do you shut him down? Because, yeah. again, like you said, I think you said going into this game, you thought it was going to be an RG3 thing. God forbid he goes in next week. All you need is TJ Watt to roll up on it or something like that. And it's like, well, you know, say goodbye to OTAs and stuff like that or something. Yeah. I don't think it makes a lot put him in the game next week. Unless you feel like he's really healthy. True. Um, Tyler Huntley, stock up or stock down today? Probably a little down, right? I think it's a little down, but it's it's like I think it's pretty even and maybe it's kind of right where it is. The stock was very high, especially going into today. Who's it? I, Charles Wilson or something said yeah. as good a runner as Lamar and a better passer. Like, all right. I, I think I think here's the deal. The Green Bay game was amazing. He was amazing in the game. The, there, that was a huge overreaction. Like, you, you can't call someone a star in the league. I really like Tyler Huntley. I think he's good, but you can't be like this guy's going to be. This guy's a future star. Like the Ravens can get three first round picks for him. It's like no. It's like no. It's like he had I, one amazing game. I would say his stock is a little down. I don't think he I, – I ultimately, like, he's got to make one play in the red zone today. Like, if people are going to – this is the thing. Like, you can't give – I know Tyler hasn't played a lot. You can't, like – this is something people would have killed Lamar for this, like, if he hadn't delivered in this game. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm not going to give Tyler Huntley like a participation trophy for, like, going out there and, you know, just not, not being that good as a passer. Like, he's fine. But – he can't throw the deep – like, Lamar can throw deep ball a little bit. Tyler Huntley cannot. Yeah. At least not in showing this game. Like, he, he's missing deep balls every week. I feel like that sounds like I wanna, I'm attacking Tyler Huntley, but it's like if he makes a – There's plays, limitations. I mean, yeah. yeah. The, the Ravens win the game, you know. He, yeah. I mean, if he connects on that pass in the back of the end zone, was it to Duvernay? Where I know I, Aaron Donald was hanging yeah. all over him. I mean, it's a, you know that that would have taken a great throw, but I mean that's that's like to me that's the one that sticks out. Like that's the throw that that you got to make. I would say here's what I'd say: his stock is a little down. If you elevated the stock to the levels that some people were after the Packers game, if you were a reasonable human being and elevated his stock to a reasonable level, it probably stays the same. Like I mean, he's probably exactly he's probably like he's a good backup right now. He is a good backup quarterback. And you would say a borderline starter on like six or seven of the teams in the league. I, think I, I was going to say he, he's probably about, and now 
this is with the caveat that he's young and he had any team could see him as projectable to something Correct. better, but he's right, right now he's probably about a Tyrod Taylor who can run a little better. Sure. Maybe not pass yeah. the ball, but that's probably about what his level is where he's a fringe starter for some teams and other teams he's, he's our backup, you know, and, and he's probably better fit to be our backup than, than maybe some other teams starters. I don't, I don't know. He's valuable to us though, for sure. I'd like to say, is he better than, is he better than Daniel Jones? Yes. 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 Is he better than Tua? You say yes, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I like he. He may be two, right two on, is interesting. On I par with I that. think Tua can really. I don't know. I'm still a believer in Tua. Like Tua, Tua and I. You could like I think a lot of Ravens fans out of spite would say he's definitely better than Baker, but Baker Mayfield's also had really good games in the NFL, and I think he stinks. But he's also hurt, clearly hurt. So like maybe he's better than Baker Mayfield. He's not better than Tannehill. You know, he's better than whoever the Texans are trotting out. I don't even know what to say about Trevor Lawrence at this point. Uh, they're so bad. He's not, he's not better he, than Carr. He didn't throw a touchdown today, did he? No, he ended yes, up throwing. No, no he, he had a screen yeah, pass with like three minutes left. Screen pass like 30 yards. <laughs> what was his <laughs> second touchdown since week nine or something? I think since oh, Halloween, yeah. He now has one more passing touchdown than uh, Derrick Henry. We talk about this at some point when we were in the Ravens season. Done, we have more time on these shows. The, the lack of talk about Trevor Lawrence week to week as the former number one pick is a truly an amazing storyline in the NFL that nobody talks about. Like, normally you have – This is the Urban Meyer smokescreen. It's Mm -hmm. incredible. It's an incredible (laughs) smokescreen. No one has said one thing about Trevor Lawrence the whole year. He was one of the biggest college football stars over the last decade and the number one pick in the draft. And everyone's like, ah, man, what's he supposed to do? Urban Meyer's just (laughs) – He's like, he's such a – you can't miss on him. He's, he's going mean, to be great. And it's yeah, like, ah, he's yeah. He's the best we'll biggest candidate. Year, Peyton Manning, get him next year. Get him next year. <laughs> and Peyton Manning sucked as a, as a rookie, so. By the um, way, th- there's a picture I mean, of – By the way, the, yeah, I think Banks started to finish the Tyler Holly discussion. He's incredibly valuable for the Baltimore Ravens right now. Incredibly valuable. And if he is a guy that ends up fetching the Ravens draft capital or another player – that's incredibly valuable for him too. Stock up in terms of what he means to the Ravens this year. That is definitely true. As either a piece to trade or as an incredibly, incre- more than capable, elite backup quarterback. Elite backup quarterback right now. Because if you're saying a guy can start for other teams, he's in your elite backup. You'd be comfortable with him backing up. You just don't want him to – you can't have him – he's almost like a Ryan Fitzpatrick. Where like If he has to come in for a game or two, I think you'd be okay with it. But like if, you're, if you need to go for him long term – it's this is probably at least right now what you, but what as you think's gonna happen as Banks said at least right now but but maybe with 16 games he is a guy that's a very capable starter in the league but you've seen the limitations like everyone just has forgotten about his first half against the Bears where he just didn't look like he he could really do much of anything but mm-hmm. he figured it out in the last drive last year drives so I like that was what the doctor ordered for that game too yeah I like him too and I think uh admirable yeah admir- he put in forth an admirable effort uh, behind an offensive line that has changed every single week that he's played. It was the same for Lamar. Yeah. Um, decent performance, but just to finish, to go both sides of the ball, Ravens defense, admirable. I mean, what can you say? I mean, they tried. Yeah. <laughs> but made some plays. No one's still in the secondary. I just want to say get him next year at this point. Just like, Whatever. By the way, you you said we needed you needed the the Broncos to beat the Chiefs today. Beat the Chargers. Broncos Chargers, to beat the yeah, Chargers. Yeah, yeah, Drew Locke is questionable to return with Brett Rippin now in at quarterback. So Brett Rippin. Brett. Okay. 
So also, right. there's a picture. Maybe he might be better than Drew Locke. It might be. Um, there's a picture of Antonio Brown waiting outside the Jet Stadium with his luggage, and it's amazing. I'm sure we'll talk all about this next week. Yeah, we'll talk about this. Yeah. I can't get enough of this right now. At least the Ravens didn't have a wide receiver take off all their pads and throw them into the stands and walk across the field during the game. We'll just say that. An all-time bad look for uh, Bruce Arians, who said he would only giving him one more chance, brought him back, giving him six more chances, and then he had this outburst. And the, and the Bucks went anyway, because that's just what Tom Brady does and they, what the Jets do. Final thoughts, gentlemen. Any final thoughts? The, the Raven again. They played. I mean, they they played about. They played. I thought very well. Um, was it well enough to win? I think they they could have pulled it out. I think the Rams are the Rams are very talented. I don't think the Rams are very good, but they're talented. Um, I, it was just too much for them to handle. Yeah, I mean, you can only hold. I, I was going to say I didn't. I hadn't heard of Von Miller since he got traded, and then. As is tradition, he pops up on that last drive with a pretty big sack. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. again, I mean, I still thought, I'm like, this is – they're going to get into field goal range. They're going to march down, and, and Tucker's going to hit this. I think that I, – I at least thought that was going to happen. My biggest frustration yeah. with the final drive, and once again, that was an almost impossible spot to come back from, you have to throw the ball beyond the sticks on every play in that situation. Yeah, you can't throw the ball six yards on first down. It's pretty much you're pretty much you're just giving up twenty seconds for nothing. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Banks just looks sad, or his Wi-Fi is not working. It's a little hard to tell. His <laughs> Wi-Fi is not working. <laughs> there it is. Oh, he's back. He's yeah, back. I mean, you, you said uh, any last thoughts, and then immediately my connection went out. I didn't say anything I didn't, because I knew. I, okay. That sums it up. And there, there's why I goes again. We're ending this show. We are ending this show. Michael Smith here. wins the first dart semifinal, by the way, with the uh, Peter Wright. Michael, Michael Smith. That is where my focus is about to turn to. Ravens lose. Go Broncos. 20-19. Go Broncos. Go Vic Fangio. Go Vic Fangio. Uh, <laughs> go Vic Fangio. Go Brett Rippin. And uh, we'll see you uh, this Tuesday or Monday or Wednesday, whenever we record. Um, and uh, see what the Ravens' playoff scenario looks like at that point. For RDT, for Banks, I'm Taylor Smythe. This is the X-Food 2 Podcast Instant Analysis by Jimmy Seafood. We'll see you next week.